Hi, and welcome back to Dating Funnies. Or not. I'm not sure anymore. I wanted to do Dating Funnies. It seems like I'm doing Dating Miseries all the time. Oh my gosh. I will say that this last week, I was able to meet a listener that we initially connected on a dating site. They didn't particularly care for my profile. It was targeted to a specific type of dynamic but as we chatted more interacted more it seemed that we had the same kindred spirit and we've shared information about different things of the world and different things on dating and she shared with me some of her past experiences so i eventually agreed to meet her she got to meet the man behind the curtain and it's actually a great meeting nice lady we're i think in the end of the day, we're going to be great friends. I don't think we're a good match dating-wise, and I think she would agree. She's also a listener here. So you got to be careful a little bit what I say, right? Very nice lady. But she, it's interesting, through her conversation and some of the books she's reading and some additional information she shared with me, was that, you know, she's got a past. But don't we all? We all have past. I grew up in a, such a dysfunctional family. I mean, my mom had me at a very young age. I would have, was in an orphanage for four years, then got adopted. They were married for a while. Got She got divorced. Then she remarried six more times. I mean, that probably might explain a lot of things of how cuckoo I am and why I keep, you know, keep it, uh, attracting cuckoo people. She wasn't one of the cuckoo people, but some of the people I've, I've tried to date along the way certainly have been. So... I guess we have to, and it made me think about my situation and tried to get me to rethink how I look at things and know the passion and equal the present, but sometimes it raises its ugly head. And a good example of that was this younger woman I chatted about a week or so ago. Such a small world how we happen to get connected. Come to find out that she is the sister of someone who used to work for me. Very nice lady. She's attractive. I've been fortunate enough to date people that were attractive to me over the years. My ex-wife, very attractive. The first girlfriend I had outside of my marriage, very attractive. She was actually a model. And I've dated other people along that same vein. I have a, a certain style that appeals to me. And I've also, over the years, learned to date younger people. So I'm not totally opposed to dating younger people, but I continue to find that most younger people I date are very immature. They don't seem to understand and respect boundaries. As an example, the lady that I really kind of like, she kind of likes me too, but every time we would chat or we got together a few times, all I heard was all the problems she was having at work. All I heard was how this ex-boyfriend kept trying to show up. And then she was sending me text messages that she was sending him. And I'm like, you know, I never asked what was going on between you and your ex. I never asked for copies of your text messages. At the end of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do. I mean, we just met. We're trying to get to know one another. I'm trying to have fun. Let's go do some fun things together. And all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of all this drama. And then when I mentioned certain things, part of the things I ran into this last week was she called me narcissistic. Excuse me? What would you make you think I was narcissistic? Of course, I looked up narcissistic again, and oh my gosh, there was her picture. She told me that, tried to convince me that maybe I wasn't emotionally available. 
she was the one that kind of turned me on to this attachment theories thing that I read up on and understood some of that. And what came out of my test was that I was a, I was a pretty confident person. I've got my own stuff circling around in my head for sure. I mean, I beat up myself all the time. But then she's trying to tell me, I was trying to help her with a business thing, and she then accused me of not being loyal to her. And the more things she kept attacking me on, it backed me up. I mean, I've only known her a couple of weeks. And then it just dawned on me. Projection, projection, projection. She's projecting onto me how she sees the world. She was trying to convince me that I was like her. I've seen this story before. The first lady I dated after I got divorced, we dated for seven years. This is like the universe is trying to say, hey, we're going to punish you again. We're going to give you the same person you had before, just wrapped up in a different package. I mean, heck, I tell her she looks great. And she says, I know. Now, I will, in defense of her, Happened to meet her the last couple days. And she came out and gave me a really big hug. And I said to her, wow, you smell great. And she actually said, thank you. So maybe she, you know, because I did, ended up sending her an email saying, hey, look, who are you calling narcissistic? Why are you saying I'm not loyal? Why are you throwing your boy, ex-boyfriend stuff in front of my face when I didn't even ask for it? You have unresolved issues with him. Go get those issues resolved. And then if you want to date me and I'm still available, then, then maybe we'll date. I mean, it's crazy the type of things we continue to run into. And narcissistic people, people projecting onto us their issues, I mean, it makes me say, you know, I don't know if I want to date anymore. I mean, yeah, it's fun to go meet people, hear their stories, but to actually date them? How do you guys deal with this? I mean, it, it's driving me nuts. Giving me gray hair. More gray hair than I already have. I don't get it. This is supposed to be as good as it ever gets out of the gate, and it looks like this? Oh, my gosh. And, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. I've never claimed to be perfect. I'm trying to get to know them. Her deal was quality time. I'm making a concentrated effort to give her quality time. I'm also trying to let her know that I'm paying attention to her. But now, the last few days interacting, I'll send her a text and she just doesn't answer for two, three hours. Really? Well, if you, you know, if you're going to play that game, I won't respond to you. And we'll just slowly but surely, as I call it the dance, you pull back, I pull back. You pull back some more, I pull back some more. Next thing you know, we don't exist. So... Maybe just being friends might be the course of action here. I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to appeal to her, get to know her favorite food, favorite colors, favorite flowers. What did she like to do? What did she like to read? And, and cater to that. And that doesn't sound like a narcissistic person to me because I know it's not all about me. You know, I'm trying to interact, bend and mold, get out of my rut that I've been in for the last year and a half thanks to the pandemic. So... What are you guys doing to deal with all this? I mean, yeah, I'm still on the dating sites. I don't want to be on the dating sites. So who knows where it's going to go with her. I think part of her deal is that she's way immature. And I've been through the battles before. Looks like the universe wants me to learn another lesson or two. Oh, my gosh. I'm exhausted even thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. 
Anyway, so I'm going to, I've promised you folks a guest speaker or two, and an idea came to me today. I know this one lady who does the kind of same work I do, at least she's trying, and, but she's not, you know, she wants somebody to just hand it to her. And the reason why is because she's so used to men just dropping everything for her. And she's actually been a sugar baby for several years. And I actually met her through one of the sugar baby sites. And like, yeah, no, you know, that's just not my deal. I don't want to do the sugar baby thing. Because it's going to be just like regular dating. Except you're going to want me to pay you to be with you when, whenever you're available. So I'm just basically writing a check to thin air. And maybe I'll see you once in a blue moon. And that doesn't float my boat. But she has agreed to come onto my podcast and share with everybody the confessions of her sugar baby. What she's run into, the situation she's found herself into, why it's worked for her, maybe why it doesn't work for other people. And I get it. I mean, there's all kinds of different things out there that we can all be involved with. I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges I had with the younger woman I was dating, albeit almost 40, so not that young, was, you know, it's okay to be transgender dating, it's okay to be same-sex dating, and it's okay to have interracial dating. Do whatever you want to do, and I'll get to choose what I want to do. But society still looks down on people that do this age gap dating, what I call May-December dating. It's too funny. I posted that once before, and I had people email me and say, oh, it's, it's January. I'm too late. It said May-December dating. And all that really means is May, spring, younger person, December, fall, winter, older person, dating. Long-term relationship. I tend to appeal to people that are younger than me, people in their 40s and early 50s. However, I can't seem to get people 55 and older to even pay attention to me. I find that most interesting. It's just, it's just crazy. People around me find it odd that people my own age don't want to date me. The nice thing about this 40-year-old lady is that she doesn't want my money. She makes her own money. She makes good money. She's looking for somebody to, to learn from, to enjoy time with, someone that's considerate of her and her time. And I want the same. We all want the same. But it'll be interesting to hear what the sugar baby guest speaker will have to say. Maybe in lightness, we'll get to chuckle. It'll be real interesting to see what kind of situation she's been in. She's already shared with me a little bit that she's gotten to do things and meet people that she normally wouldn't have gotten to met if she didn't have that relationship. I mean, we met that way. We never dated. We never, I never agreed to pay her money. I told her I'd help her on her career and she owed me nothing in return. I didn't want anything. No sex, no dating, no nothing. I'm glad to help her so that she can get started and get moving on her career. And we've gotten to be friends, and we've remained friends. So it'll be fun to hear that. And then, of course, I've got this one lady that wants to be a guest speaker, and she heads up a bunch of meetups, and I'm sure she's got a ton of funny stories about people that she's run into or know on the meetup. And I've heard a few stories already where people or women were asked out, and the guys, after the woman said no, the guy wouldn't leave her alone. Followed her to her car, tried to kiss her, and though she told him she wasn't interested. She had a boyfriend. I don't know what's up with that, but that's not cool. You know, respecting boundaries. If someone says no, you know, I get it. When I was a kid, we used to laugh. No means yes. 
Well, no means no. You know, yes, maybe, depending upon how they look at you and they're trying to teach you, that's different. But if someone sits there and says, no, I don't think we'd be a good fit, I'm not interested, then respect that. And I heard something the other day on one of my TikToks that how to get a woman to like you, it's kind of like anything else. You know, if you, if you mimic their monotone, you mimic their body language, people generally will feel like the, you're just like them. And I forget what they really call that, but you want to you wanna reflect what the other person is doing in, in monotones and language and body language because 95% of all communication is nonverbal. And the more you do that, they'll think you two have got a lot of common interest. But what they also said is ask a woman to do something for you, hand you a pencil, you know, hand you a cup of coffee, just these little gestures. And the more she does something for you, there you start building this connection where she feels like she likes you. For some reason, she likes you. She's willing to do things for you because obviously she likes you. And maybe, and maybe that's a way to build the bridge and the gap because they want to know, you want to know that they like you. They want to know that they can trust you. We as men want to know that they're loyal. They want to know that they can trust you. And I, even I'm still learning. As old as I am, I'm still trying to learn about how all this stuff works. So with that said, I'm going to make it a short week. I'm headed out of town, so won't be doing any podcasts while I'm gone. But when I come back, I'll get the Confessions of a Sugar Baby on here. And I'll get this uh, other lady on here too. And who knows what I'll run into while I'm out of town. Because I'll certainly switch all my dating sites to the city I'm going to. Just to see if I have any opportunities to at least go meet and talk to some people. I hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for being a listener. If you're a new listener, hey, feel free to listen to any one of my podcasts. I try to tell real life stories, my stupid stories, my funny stories. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you. I'm at Dating Funnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Send me what's going on in your crazy world. I'll share it on the air. I'm not going to use your name. Uh, I'll, I'll use your location for sure and your story. This isn't about uh, putting people out there and exposing them. It's just about sharing stories that we can all relate to and maybe say, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, that happened to me once. How, you know, and this is happening to me now. So that's what I'm all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. This is Dating Funnies.